Welcome to the Athens First United Methodist Church Sermons Podcast. I'm Kayla Thomason, a member of the communications team. We hope you enjoy this weekly resource. Well, good morning, Athens First United Methodist Church. Can I just say how good it is to finally be able to say that to you this morning? It is so good to be here in worship together. It is so great that you would be here on our first Sunday together. I am so grateful. And to the choir, just wow. That's all I can say. Wow and thank you. That was amazing. Uh, this morning, there is, um, there is a lot that I want to, uh, to share with you. There is a lot that I want to say. Um, Betsy tells me that typically during the service, we, we allot for about 50 minutes for the sermon. Is that right? Is that... <laughs> No? All right, we'll, we'll keep it at 45, but at any rate, <laughs> in all seriousness, I do want to begin with a word of Scripture that comes from Paul's letter to the Colossian church. This comes from the first chapter of the first 14 verses. Hear now the Word of God. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. In our prayers for you, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. You have heard of this hope before in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you, just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world, so it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and you truly comprehended the grace of God. This you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has made known to us your love of the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh God, help us to hear what you need us to hear so that we can be who you need us to be and we can do what you need us to do. In Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you remember when you were 
growing up, how on the night before Christmas you could hardly sleep because you were just so excited for what was going to happen the next morning? Well, I'll be honest with you, I haven't slept in three weeks (laughs) because I have been so excited to finally be here this morning, and we are finally here together. How wonderful it is for me in so many ways. It is like Christmas morning, for today is a day of joy. And so on behalf of my wife, Sharon, on behalf of my three children, Anna, James, and Luke, we want to say a a, a incredible word of gratitude to each and every one of you for all of the ways that you have made us feel so warmly welcomed here at Athens First. Of course, I guess it's not all that surprising that in classic Methodist fashion, uh, most of the expressions of, of hospitality that we've received over the last couple of weeks have come in the form of food. Uh, <laughs> Lots and lots and lots and lots of food. We've received everything from from baskets full of fruit. We've gotten uh, homemade loaves of bread. We've gotten cookies and brownies and desserts and, and, and casseroles galore. I mean, it has been like a veritable golden corral at the Lawson house these last couple of weeks. In fact, I remember one of my boys came up to me recently, and he said, um, Hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? I said, Sure, son, what's that? He said, um, Is this what heaven's going to be like? <laughs> Just an endless banquet of food that comes decorated in black and red, <laughs> and the words, Go dogs" on all of the containers. I said, I sure do hope so, son. I really do hope so. It's been an amazing thing to receive all of these different forms of food from y'all over the past couple of weeks. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's kind of reminded me of an old-fashioned church tradition from from years ago. I don't even know if they do this anymore, uh, but it used to be called a pounding. Is anyone familiar with that old term? If you're not familiar, what what churches used to do is that whenever a new pastor would come to town, uh, the congregation would go to the parsonage, and they would fill the pantry with things like a pound of sugar and a pound of flour and a pound of butter and a pound of honey. They would just fill the refrigerator, fill the pantry with all of these good things. It was called a pounding. And although our our experience has certainly been uh, very different uh, from that one, I can't help but think that there have been some similarities because over the past couple of weeks as I've been eating this incredible food and every morning as I've gotten on the scale, (laughs) I've noticed that I've gained a pound today and a pound yesterday and a a pound the day before that. And so in so many ways it has been a very different but similar kind of pounding In fact, I think it's important to go on the record this morning as saying, and I just want you to know this because I'm just trying to to be accountable to you. I want you to know that for me, the diet starts Monday. (laughs) It is absolutely true. You mark that down. You can hold me accountable. The diet starts Monday, January 16th, uh, 2023. It's the Monday after the national championship game. I figure we'll have a lot of celebrating to do that week. 
So that's the day that we get serious, okay? No, in all seriousness though, I do wanna say from the bottom of our hearts just how grateful we have been for all the ways that you've made us feel so welcome. It has truly meant the world to me and to my family, especially during a season of, of moving. And if you've ever moved before, you know how daunting a process that can be. You know, to, to, to uproot your entire life from a place that is known and comfortable and familiar and to go to a brand new place where everything is different and, and new and, and unfamiliar. That, that is no easy task. In fact, if we're being honest with each other, we would admit that sometimes it can be downright scary. But do you want to know when I knew that everything was going to be okay? Stronger than that, do you, do you want to know when I knew that we were officially home? It all happened on a Tuesday morning in late May. Uh, Nancy and I had been invited to come here to the church and to meet the staff for the very first time. Uh, Chuck called me up and he said, Jeremy, why don't y'all come on up to the church? We'll show you around, we'll introduce you to the staff, we'll give you the grand tour and you can get to, to know the ropes a bit. We said, great, and so that's what we did. We came up there on that Tuesday morning, got there a little bit before 10, Chuck and Martha met us at the top of the stairs. And, and before we went in to go meet the staff, uh, Chuck said, well, why don't we go into my office and we'll have some conversation. So it was the four of us, we went in and we just had an amazing conversation. Of course, it won't surprise you to know that they were the epitome of graciousness to us. They were so warm and so welcoming, and we just had the best conversation. Of course, it's worth noting that for me, one of the very few ministers that has always kind of been on my, my Mount Rushmore of like pastors that I look up to and want to be like one day, that is Chuck Hodges for me. And, and the thing about Chuck, and you know this, I know you do, but the thing about Chuck that I've always admired is the fact that he's not just a great preacher, although he is that. He's also a great pastor. And so it is that over the years, I've had friends, colleagues, other clergy who have had many conversations about appointments and churches and where would you want to go and what clergy would you want to or not want to follow. And there were many people who said to me, you know, the one pastor that I'd never want to have to follow <laughs> is Chuck Hodges. Because there are certain pastoral shoes that are just too big to fill. And I can remember hearing them say that, and I'd say, boy, I know that's right. <laughs> and then God laughed. <laughs> and then the bishop laughed. And here we are. It was an amazing morning of, of getting to know one another, great conversation. But just before we went in to meet the staff, Martha pulled out from the chair behind her, she pulled out the, these, um, these little gift bags from the church. It was filled with all kinds of goodies. She gave one to Nancy and she gave one to me and she said, now these are just a small token of welcome and hospitality to you both. These are something that the church wanted you to have to welcome you here. And so we, we took a little bit of time and we went through the bags to see what was inside. There were, of course, you know, some Athens first coffee mugs and 
There were some sunglasses. Uh, there was even a, a coloring book of all of the, um, the stained glass windows here in the church, which I haven't finished yet, uh, but I have been staying inside all the lines, so that's pretty good. Uh, there were some other like publications and materials and other things, but, but the last thing that came out of the bag just about took my breath away. Because at the bottom of the bag was the most beautiful prayer shawl that I've ever laid eyes on. Uh, this, of course, was made by the prayer shawl ministry here at the church. And what Martha said to us is something I will never forget. She said, Jeremy and Nancy, our church wants you to know that from the moment we found out that you were coming to serve here as our new senior minister, as our new associate minister, we've been praying for you ever since. You know, I've had the experience of having a lot of holy moments in my life, but that is one that I will hold near and dear to my heart for a long, long time. Indeed, that's how I knew we were home. Because the fact of the matter is, you don't know me. I mean, we've not, at least most of us, we've not met before. And there's not a lot that you know about me. Now, I would assume that there's a handful of you that have Facebook stalked me a little bit, you know. <laughs> but don't worry, I've been doing the same to you. Or some of you, maybe you, you went on my former church's website and checked out some of the old, you know, sermon videos or something. I would imagine some of you thought, boy, he sure does pace around a lot during those sermons. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you don't know me. You don't know a whole lot about me, and you don't even know if I'm worthy of your prayers. And yet what you have said to me and to my family and to Nancy and to her family is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we don't know you. It doesn't matter that we haven't met you. We will be faithful to pray for you. And that Athens verse, I hope you know, has meant the world to us. It is how we knew that we were home. And I also hope you realize that there is something profoundly biblical about that. In, in fact, in the, in the passage we read this morning from Paul's letter to the Colossian church, one of the things I've always found most interesting about that epistle is the fact that Paul was writing a letter to a church that he had actually never met before. He had never visited there on all of his missionary journeys. He, had, he wasn't one of the pastors who helped plant that church once upon a time. No, one of the most unique aspects about this letter from Paul is the fact that he's writing to a congregation that he has never met face to face. In fact, he even says as much in his opening words. Maybe you noticed. He starts off by saying, now listen, my brothers and sisters. I know, I know that we have not met face to face before. I know I'd, I have not had the privilege of coming visiting you in person yet. But I want you to know something. I've heard all about you. Uh, because you see, my good friend Epaphras, the one who helped plant your very church, 
We talk all the time. And he has told me about your love for Jesus Christ. He has told me about your love for the saints. And he has told me that you like to live out your faith in the world. In being fruitful in all that you do. Paul says, listen, I know we've not met before, but I've heard all about you. Therefore, in verse 9, he says, therefore, for that very reason, from the day we heard about you, we haven't ceased in praying for you. Asking that you would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God for all spiritual wisdom, all spiritual understanding, so that you might walk worthy of the Lord. In other words, what the Apostle Paul is saying to the Colossian church is, my brothers and sisters, I know we've not met. I know we haven't seen each other face to face. But here's what I want you to know. From the moment I heard about you, I haven't stopped praying for you. I hope you know, church, that is exactly what you have said to me. And that means the world. Because in my opinion, there is nothing more powerful, nothing more meaningful, especially when you never met a person before, to be able to say to that person, I just want you to know that I have lifted you up and named you by name before the throne of grace. I mean, is there anything more powerful than that to say, I know we don't know each other, but I'm going to pray for you. It's a powerful thing. In fact, earlier this week, I, w- I was driving around downtown. I was kind of seeing the sights, getting familiar with everything. It was on Tuesday afternoon that I drove by the Classic Center, and it was at that moment that I was kind of flooded with all kinds of fond memories uh, because it was on a fateful night in June 2010 uh, that I sat on stage there at the Classic Center, and I... Um, I was ordained as an elder in the United Methodist Church. Now, if any of you were there that night, if you remember that service, you you might recall that there were a number of bishops that were on hand during the service. Uh, Bishop Mike Watson uh, was presiding that night. Uh, Bishop Woody White was there. And there was one other bishop that happened to be in attendance. He was a retired bishop. I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with him. Uh, His name was Bevel Jones. And uh, Bev Jones uh, stood on stage, and he laid hands on all of us ordinance. I remember when it was my turn to go forward to kneel on the kneeler. Bishop Watson spoke those unforgettable words, take thou authority, and just like that, it was done, and I was ordained. I can remember just about to get up from the kneeler when all of a sudden, I felt a hand on my shoulder, and I heard a voice in my ear. It was Bishop Jones. Now, in retrospect, I realized that the reason that he did that at that moment is because that was the only time he and I had ever been the same height. At 6'5", and well, not 6'5", I think the only time he ever had a chance to get in my ear is while I was kneeling and he was standing straight up. But nevertheless, he came up behind me, and I will never forget his words. He said, Jeremy, I love the way he said my name, Jeremy, I want you to know something. 
I'm going to pray for you every day. That you will be faithful to God's calling upon your life. And that you will love the people he entrusts to your care. I didn't know Bishop Jones. We, we didn't go way back. We had barely met before. But he promised to pray for me. And, and, and you've done the same. You've said, I know I don't know you. We know we haven't met. But we're going to pray for you. That's how I've known that this would be home for us. And so this week, I've been thinking about how I might return the favor to you. You know, that how I might do for you what you've already done for me. And so this is what I've come up with. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to share with you some information about how you can sign up for pastoral visit from me. Um, you can get up there, you can sign up for any time. I'll set up a schedule and a calendar and you can, you can let me know where you want to meet. I'm happy to come to you, you can come to me, we can meet somewhere in the middle. Here's what I want you to know about these visits. They are very low maintenance, okay? They're going to be super casual. I don't want you to think that you've got to get dressed up. I don't want you to think you have to clean the house. I don't want you to think that you need to make a meal. You don't. Remember, my diet starts in six short months. <laughs> no, the only thing I want us to do is I just want to get a chance to get to know you. I want to meet you. I want to talk with you. I want to hear your story. But most of all, what I want to do is I want to ask you three questions. These are the questions. You don't have to write them down. I will ask you then. But you can be pondering. You can be pondering. Here are the questions. Number one, I want to know, what are you praying for? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? What's on your prayer list every single day? because I want it to be on my prayer list too. The second question is, what is your prayer for this church? Both now and in the future, what are you praying for every day that God will do through us? The last thing I want to know is, what is your prayer for our community? Because we put it right there in the name, don't we? We say that Athens comes first. We are a church that is here for our community. So what in your wildest dreams is your grandest hope that God would do in and around and through this city? And how might we be a part of it as the body of Christ? I cannot wait to hear some of your responses. I can't wait for the opportunity to get to know you. Because I would imagine that if your answers are anything like some of the answers I've received already from the conversations and the phone calls and the notes that I have gotten, I will hear what I've already heard, which is that this is a church that wants to always open its doors as wide as we can to fill every seat in the house so that others may come to experience the love of God and to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? And that maybe, just maybe, you and I, we can fulfill Bishop Jones's prayer together. That we would always be faithful to God's calling upon our lives. And that we would love the people of this community that he has entrusted into our care. 
It'll be a beautiful thing to live into that in the days to come. And I look forward to the day when this place is filled to overflowing with so many people, we won't know what to do with them all. And I can't wait that, because there will be people, I know there will be, people who come here for the very first time. And I know what they're going to say. They're going to come into this beautiful sanctuary and they will say, you know, I know this is weird to say, because this is my first time, and I've never been here before, but there is something about this place. There's something about these people that makes me feel at home. And we don't have to tell them, but we will know that it's because we've been praying for them, even though we've never met. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this Sunday of firsts. First opportunities to worship together. First opportunities to be together. First opportunities to be here in your presence as the body of Christ. God, we are so very blessed. And so our prayer this day is that you would enable us to heed your Holy Spirit. That we would know where it is that you are leading us to go and we would have the courage and the faith to follow so that we would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God for every spiritual wisdom and every spiritual understanding that we may indeed in all we do Walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. To listen to more sermons, read past devotions, or look up opportunities on how to connect, visit us at AthensFirstUMC.org. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram or Facebook at AthensFirstUMC.org.